Good morning, everybody. Wait a minute. I have no idea when you're going to be listening to this. I don't know if it's morning. It's morning for me. I apologize. Sam would make so much fun of me if she were here, but I'm flying solo today. Um, she'll be with me on the next episode. So wherever you are, whenever you are, hello. Uh, this is going to be a quickie episode. I just wanted to have a conversation with you about something that's been on my heart and in my mind for a few days. It's currently May 11th, 2020, and we are approaching the mid-May mark when a lot of estimates said we might start to open up the economy and have things go back to normal. And that has me very concerned. Not because I don't want the economy to reopen or I'm concerned about the coronavirus peaking again or any of those issues, but because I want us to consider together that maybe things going back to the way they were is not a good thing. That we could miss an opportunity to change some things that were not so great about how things were. Now look, I understand, and I am living through this with you, I have been blessed that I have not personally lost a friend or family member to this virus. And also, I am living in the awareness of how people, even people that are healthy and not dealing with the virus itself, have been suffering because of the isolation imposed on them by quarantine, because of the mental health consequences of having our routines and our livelihoods disrupted. And I feel two ways about that. And I hope I don't offend any of you by saying this, but it's not my intention. But hopefully you're not listening to this show because you want to just agree with somebody about everything. <laughs> um, turn off the show now because <laughs> it's going to be a bumpy ride. Um, but let's explore it together. You know, even if you don't agree initially, maybe we can just kind of explore it and entertain ideas without accepting them and, and give them a fair shake. This is not a pause, guys. This can be a reset. This can be an opportunity for us to recreate society, recreate our culture and our daily lives with some of the things that we have perhaps grown our understanding of in these last few weeks. Jesus, Jerry, just say what you mean. Here's what I mean. What are the things that you miss since quarantine began? What are the things that you cannot enjoy that you really want to enjoy again. Here are just a few of those things for me. I miss being able to see my family. I miss being able to go enjoy state parks and national forests, go camping, get out into the wilderness. I miss being able to just casually arrange a coffee or a dinner with a friend and catch up. I miss being able to go to the gym and get a good workout in. I miss being able to go to the grocery store without feeling freaked out <laughs> because the shelves are empty and everybody's terrified of each other. I miss going to the store for trivialities. I miss being able to go to Target and just walk around. <laughs> All of these are really like luxurious things that few people in the world are afforded. But before all this began, there are a lot of these are things that we took for granted or bitched about. It's one thing to miss those things. It's another to truly appreciate them. The things that we currently miss, we should take 
all of the gratitude and appreciation that maybe we didn't afford them before and carry that into our future. The things that we miss and the reasons that life stinks right now should be the reasons that life is rich and fulfilling when they come back. And if there's anything we can get out of this experience, I hope it's newfound gratitude for the things in life, the simple things we took for granted. This has been a very challenging time for so many of us. And I have a position of, of relative privilege. You know, I'm, I'm not going hungry. I'm healthy. I haven't lost family members. I've been very blessed and very lucky. And also, I'm aware of how many people have been suffering. People that I care about deeply, clients, family, friends, are struggling with anxiety, depression, loneliness. This is a really challenging time. Regardless of your station in life, it doesn't matter who you are. This, is, this has got to be hard for most people. It's been hard for me too, but it could be so much worse, and I always remind myself of that. If you're someone that is committed to happiness, if you want happiness for yourself, something we should look at is where are we putting our attention? And we're not going to create happiness by continually focusing on what's wrong. If we focus on what's wrong before this all began, and we focus on what's wrong while it's happening, we're going to focus on what's wrong when it's over. And we've missed an opportunity to grow. We have missed an opportunity to learn. We've missed an opportunity to change and transform something important for ourselves. This has been a tough time, but it's not all bad, guys. If we're available for it, and if we're not just focusing on what's wrong, and we're being honest, we can actually acknowledge that this has done some good things for us in some ways. For some of us, we've been able to reconnect to the simple pleasures, the simple things about life, the joy of being out in the sunshine. I have become so much more intentional about getting outdoors and getting sunshine every day because it is essential to my mental health. Before I took it for granted, it was incidental. I didn't plan it. Now I think about it every day. When am I getting my sunshine? When can I get some more? It's not something I had a great deal of gratitude about before. Now I will. And I will endeavor to become more intentional about that. I'm not eating out. I'm cooking meals at home. And I found tremendous enjoyment and tremendous peace and fulfillment preparing simple meals at home, trying something new. I made congris, which is like a Cuban beans and rice staple that Man, it was so good and it was so affirming and soothing to prepare food, to be participating in abundance. I've been working in my garden. I just have, you know, a container garden, just a few pots, but I've been loving and caring for living things in my immediate vicinity as I can. I've been having more conversations with people that I didn't always talk to before. I've been thinking more about people that might need that conversation, that might need that check-in, that text message, that FaceTime. I've been talking to my folks over Zoom and FaceTime. Not, um, you know, <laughs> not without its challenges. I have to endure my father's conspiracy theories and lectures on all the things that we're doing wrong in this country and... Um, you know, how I'm not appreciating the freedom that he fought for. And all. <laughs> I mean, 
I still have to do run my tools so that I don't lose my mind, but I've really been more intentional. And I, I know many of you have been too. Let's not look at that as a temporary blip on the radar, a temporary disruption in normal, because we are addicted to normalcy. We are addicted to comfort. We are addicted to sameness. And a huge part of why this is distressing is because it's, it's a disruption in that sameness. Are there parts of this that are, that are terrible? Of course. Are there parts of this that are challenging? Yes. And also, a lot of the suffering that arises from this is the story that it shouldn't be this way. Now, I don't know if it should or shouldn't be this way, but I know that every time I tell the story of how things should be or shouldn't be, I'm suffering. Every time I'm indulging in a story that I have the answers or somebody else has the answers and there's some definitive authority about how things should be, I'm not at peace. When I let go of that story and I allow things to be as they are and show up in the moment with presence, I don't suffer. Is it true, not true, right, wrong, good, bad? I don't know. I just know it hurts a lot less. I just know that peace is available to me when I let go of that. So I'm not ready to, I'm not prepared to say things shouldn't be this way. We all are in a position of relative luxury and privilege because the human race has survived many pandemics. This is not the first. It's not the last. It will be one of the gentler pandemics. It's not killing millions. Not yet. But hopefully it can also be one of the more intentional pandemics. Hopefully it invites us to look at with honesty and compassion the ways that things used to be and how that is in some ways toxic and abusive to ourselves, to each other, to the environment, to the earth. This rampant consumption and turning everything into a commodity, even people, you need to buy light bulbs, you go on Amazon.com and you scroll through their app and find the right one, read the reviews, check out the pictures. That process is so similar to what we do on Tinder or Bumble or any of these dating websites. It's astonishing. It's shocking how much dating online is like shopping. People are products now. So much of how things used to be is dehumanizing abusive, dismissive. I don't want it to go back to that. I hope that we find ways to bring new appreciation, new gratitude, and new frames, new ways of understanding, and creating new experiences around how we interact. Let's not make this a pause. Let's make it a reset. Let's reinvent ourselves. Let's reinvent our culture. Make it a little nicer. Make it a little kinder. Let's make appreciation and gratitude for those simple things. Exercise, fresh air, food prepared at home, the joy of puzzles and reading books and time with family and conversations with people we care about. Can we bring those into the future with us? Can we make the future kinder, more appreciative of the people and the things that actually 
matter? Can we together and as individuals encourage ourselves and each other to make life less about consumption and more about connection? Connection to each other. Connection to the world. Connection to the earth. Connection to ourselves. If you haven't done some introspection, if you haven't looked inside in this time, it's been a missed opportunity. This social isolation that we complain about is something that artists and thinkers and writers sought out actively because they understood the clarifying effect it had on their minds, on their hearts and spirits. The thing that we are currently complaining about is something that used to be a tonic for the spirit. Now, I know we're not all Thoreau, <laughs> and the, the interior of your one-bedroom apartment is not Walton, <laughs> but the setting doesn't matter. This is an invitation for us to sit quietly with ourselves. What do we learn when we do that? As I said on episode three, we didn't suddenly become depressed because of quarantine. Quarantine and the quiet time that it imposes on us has revealed that we were already depressed. We were already anxious. We were not at peace. And I have such compassion and empathy for that experience because I have lived it. And I will again. And now that we know that, now that we have confronted that and we understand that perhaps we had an abusive relationship with not just each other and not just the earth, but with ourselves, what will we do differently moving forward? What will we change? If the answer is nothing, we have missed a profound opportunity. But what is one thing that you could learn from this experience and allow it to reshape your life? There are so few experiences that we all share as a people, and this is one of them. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, where you live. This is having profound effects on the worldwide community, something we're all going through. How are you going to let it change you? I hope the way you let it change you is a reminder of what's important. That's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be reminding myself how the little things daily walks, time spent preparing meals, conversations that matter with people, the joy of simple productivity. This is what we're actually about. And we have created this frenzied, frantic culture that's just driven by consumption and distraction and that's never been healthy. Now, this isolation isn't either, but we can still learn from it. And what I've learned is I don't need all the things that I thought I needed. What I've learned is, wow, I was not showing up in a place of gratitude for the people and the simple things in my life that my life is actually about. And I'm going to change that. I hope you will join me. Let's reinvent ourselves. Let's reinvent our culture. Make it better. Make it kinder. Make it more essential. 
It's okay if some of that distraction doesn't return. It's okay if some of that abuse does not return. It's okay if some of that mindlessness and automaticity does not come back because it never served us. If we just want things to go back to the way they were, we've missed a profound opportunity to create powerful positive shifts. I invite you to think on that. I'm going to be thinking on it too, and I'd love to hear your ideas. If you don't agree and you just want things to go back the way they were, fine. <laughs> um, I suspect that's probably not the case, but, and I know this isn't a comfortable thing to confront, but if you're interested in happiness, if you're interested in growth, become relentless about looking honestly and with compassion at the truth. The truth of you, the truth of the people around you and the world, how you experience life. This is an opportunity to make change. I don't want to waste it. We don't get a lot of these. It's hard, but I'm starting to make it useful. I hope you are too. I know this is a crazy time. Just please take good care of yourself. And please take care and check in on the people that you love, however you can, even if it's a text message or a phone call. Those phone calls, those check-ins, those that daily five minutes of sunshine, whatever it is that is possible for you, it is so critically important right now. Be kind to yourself. Show the kindness to yourself that you would show to somebody else. We all need it right now. When I just roll out of bed and get to work and I let the whole day go by, I feel it. I didn't get exercise. I didn't eat well. I didn't get my sunshine. I didn't get cuddle time with the dog or whatever it is. I feel that. It has a direct negative effect on my mental health. And it's the same for all of us. As much as you may not feel like doing those things, that's exactly the time you know you need to do them. It's like they say in 12-step recovery. How do you know when you need to go to a meeting? When you absolutely don't want to go to a meeting. <laughs> it is the same with this. Make it a part of your daily routine. Do it early. It's a way of showing up for yourself and the people around you with love and kindness. And we can give ourselves some of the structure that we miss. We can give ourselves some of that regularity that our job used to do. But we're going to do it around daily acts of self-care. So I hope you are healthy. I hope your families are healthy and well. I really hope that this thing begins to level off soon and that we don't go back to normal, but that we go into a new future, a future that we consciously, intentionally create together and for ourselves. My daily experience of life will not be the same moving forward in a good way. As hard as this has been, I am taking the opportunity to make positive change, and I hope you will too. Because one little positive change you make now can have major sweeping effects for the rest of your life and the people around you. Can we take away the suffering of other people right now? No. But we can be the lived example of resilience. We can be the lived example of kindness to ourselves and others. And I hope you're doing that right now. Not just for other people, but for yourself. Because you deserve it. So you get to choose. Is it a pause? Or will you make it a reset in the ways that matter? Let's make it a reset. 
Knock Off Your Shit is now on Apple Podcasts. You can also listen on Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Knock Off Your Shit is a production of Quantum Transformation Media. Find out more at quantumtransformation.coach. Well, I was just like cracking a few less jokes than normal. Bye, bitch.